Welcome to another episode of the Fine Fitness Podcast. I say another because at the moment, this is becoming a bit of a, a monthly thing. Um, I'm not going to start every episode saying that I'm going to get my priorities straight and start doing this weekly, but I am going to get my priorities straight and do this weekly. Um, no, the reason why I'm saying that this time, even though it's like a toxic exit at this point, I'm just going to keep saying it, aren't I? Um, the reason why I'm saying it this time is because I've been told to. And I don't mean that in like a, a, like a demanding way, but I've I've gone through some things recently and I've actually found that I could, in fact, use some of my time to, this is going to sound really sort of big-headed, but give back a little bit as well. Um, so all, all I've asked is asked and asked and asked, asked to do this, asked to do this, jump, come join my gym, do this, do that. I want to provide context to this gym, but I also provide some sort of helpful sort of nuggets of information as well. So in the process of increasing the amount that we're going to post again, um, hopefully, I'm aiming for, if I was to be able to recall this every Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm looking for every week, but as people know that do listen to this podcast, and there is a, there is a fair few every time I upload it, um, it's usually about 90 minutes long or an hour long or 45 minutes long, and ultimately, you've got shit to do and you've got to put the, the bloody 1.5% speed on. So, uh, yeah, this is me saying yet again that we'll try to upload more. Um, I have got guests and I said last time, if I get these guests in and tell them, they'll I'll actually do it, and I just keep blowing people off. But if I make short podcasts, we'll get into it. So that was a bit of a rambling start. But essentially, the main theme I've got today, because I was going to do it in March as well, and it lines up quite nicely, is I was going to do a bit of a my biggest takeaways from my Spain event. So in terms of context, I went abroad for the first time in my life as an adult in March. I did a talk about my mental health there, but I also talked about how my mental health has made my business better in a sense. For anyone listening to this podcast will know that I have PTSD and that was a big struggle last August. I actually wasn't satisfied with my life goals happening at the age of 26. So I got got checked out and then found out I have PTSD. So that was that was my talk in Spain in short as well. But what I noticed was I am the same person pre-diagnosis and post-diagnosis. And that was my big talk in Spain. But I was going to come back. I was going to do a podcast based around my biggest takeaways, being around so many leaders in my industry. And I, and I aren't just saying that lightly. The guys that I've been around a lot of time recently, they're fucking phenomenal at what they do. And it was actually humbling to be around those people. Yes, was getting pissed. Yes, was having jerks. Yes, was having food. Yes, on the premise of it and the surface level, it was just a fucking lad's holiday with two girls as well. Yeah, 14 blocks, two girls, sorry for them. But... On the premise of it, it was just a lad's holiday, but it wasn't. It was way more than that. And then I've come home. I've had two events since then. At one of those events, I talked again. So I've had all these opportunities to to, to do some public speaking. And ultimately, um, I've decided yesterday. And one of the biggest takeaways I had from the latest event was about the fact that I need to be doing extra. And I'm not doing enough at the moment. And one of those things was, one of the talks by a guy called Sylvester was, how to run a successful podcast. So Sylvester Sweeney's got 100k followers. He's, he, he, I went on, I was in Spain with him as well. Very smart fucking guy. If anyone wants to follow his stuff, his food looks amazing as well. Um, yeah, so he did a big talk on podcasts and I actually found out I've been doing my podcast longer than him, but he's done like trebly episodes and that's purely because I've not looked after this as well. So this podcast is about doing podcasts essentially, but no, it's, I'm going to call this episode the effect of rubbing your shoulders with, with other people better than you. So that's a big sort of mouthful. But what I mean by that is it's my biggest takeaways from being around people that are ultimately better than me. 
Because there is, there's a lot of people that are me. On the surface, people think I'm cocky, think I'm rude, think I'm arrogant, think I'm a bit too much at times. But ultimately, I'm heavily insecure about my ability as a coach at times. And sometimes, fucking winging it. Because there's no book on how to to buy a gym within a week and expect it to, for it to be successful. Uh, I'm genuinely winging it. And I've, I've done it off my own back as well. So like people typically go into partnerships and stuff. Even people that one of them had a gym, one didn't and stuff like that. I thought, fuck it, I'm doing it. And that's why I do these business events as well. So the Spain event and the last event in Glasgow, I was around a lot of fucking great people. And I'm going to start my little story off with a bit of an exercise we did at the start of, of the day the other day. So we all sat down, coffees, caffeine, monster, whatever, in this room sort of full of PTs. And we got asked by Chris, ultimately, the first question was, what makes you great? And I talked about my community side of things. I talked about how we have a laugh while getting insane results. Yada, 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 the things I've talked about in this podcast before. But the second question was, because Chris's course is called Upgraded Coach, was why are you here? Why are you on Upgraded Coach? Why have you trekked a six-hour train journey for this event today? And the thing that I kept saying, and it got got quite of the a repetitive reaction. It was quite funny, actually. So, came out, I've been with this course for two years at this point. So, I was on this course, I've been on this course for two years. I've gone from being a employed personal trainer inside Pure Gym to where I am today in two and a bit years. Started last May, so maybe even less than that, actually. So, so yeah, uh, two and a bit years, maybe slightly less. So my reason was, the reason why I'm I'm with this course today, uh, the reason why I'm here, the reason why I spent all this money to come up, the reason why I've got a hotel room for two nights, the reason why I am mingling with all these other pairs of trainers was because I need to. And not just because I need to, but because I need to be inspired by others. And that room that we are in, is a very inspiring room. You've got people that used to be sort of people in the RAF that are now past trainers, online coaches. You have people who are parents and they're managing it and killing it despite being parents. You've got people who have owned gyms for 10 years. You've got people, I met a 26-year-old from Belfast who owns three gyms. He's my age. Younger than me, in fact. And he owns three gyms in Belfast. So this is about the people I'm around. And I've got people that live in very sort of affluent areas of Edinburgh. And they've got a gym in probably the most probably the most expensive bits of land in the UK. And there he is. He's got a fucking great gym. So Stephen Gordon. So he's got a great gym. And I'm, I'm sat next to Stephen all day as well. But the thing I said, my little speech I said, when we were walking around the room, we had 45 minutes uh, walking around the room, speaking to everybody in that room, making sure you hit everyone, hit everyone, hit everyone. I said, the reason why I'm here is because I still feel shit at what I do. I need to feel shit still. And the reaction I got was, oh, no, don't feel like that. You've done this. You've done this. I was like, no, 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 stop. I don't mean it in, a, in like a belittling, self-deprecating way. When I said I want to feel shit in this room, what I meant was I need to be inspired by others. If I walked into a room with coaches, past trainers, whatever buzzword that is at the time, uh, the word coach seems to be coming back in again all of a sudden. Um, and if I was the... On paper, the, the best one, quote-unquote, because obviously it's, an, it's such a subjective thing. Depends what you're looking for in a coach. But if I was the best one on paper, if I had this most successful business, if I was this, this, and this, and this, and this, what would be the point of me sat in that room? So if I'm sat in an event learning, 
and I'm just full. I'm just in a room full of people. So if I was in this room full of people and I thought I was the best one, if I thought I was the best one in that room of all these coaches, why the fuck am I there? I wouldn't gain anything from it. I wouldn't better myself from it. I wouldn't learn anything from it. I would basically be wasting my money. I'd fuck off back home to all and I would probably get a bit of a bigger head. I wouldn't feel humbled. I'd probably feel the opposite. I'd, I'd feel fucking big-headed. I'd be doing insane shit that I shouldn't be doing. I'd be getting ahead of myself. I'd get complacent. And that's the key word there, complacent there for me today. And I'd like people to kind of think of this scenario in, in their own shoes as well. So yeah, I was walking around going, yeah, I still feel shit in this room because there's people way better than me. So I'm sticking around, Chris. I, I'm still in this room. Um, I'm still an upgraded coach because there's people far better than me. And I didn't mean it in a, my life shit, my business is shit, I'm a shit PT, I never get the results. That's not what I meant. I just purely meant from an objective standpoint, from a subjective standpoint, there is people better than me in this room. If there's people better than me in this room, it means I can learn from these people. I can learn from your Sylvester's, your Lewis's, your Stevens, your Christian's. We had a, a guy called the Motivational Dude talking at the event as well, um, who had like a bit of a shit, shit upbringing and he's managed to compartmentalize that and bring that into his motivational speaking gig as well. So now I do so many public speaking events. I'm now seeing a public speaker in his full-time job is public speaking. I can take stuff away from him. And I have done a lot of my cliff notes that I've got for my own talk next Saturday with my clients. They've not been pinched from this guy called the motivational dude, but it sure has helped me in Gareth's content as well. And that's not pinching. That's me being inspired by other people. So if you went into any scenario, let's let's talk in a fitness sense because this is a fitness podcast. Sometimes it might not seem like that. Uh, it goes a bit more mental healthy, but in a fitness sense of the word, if you if you walked in a room, if you walked to a gym, and it was very low energy in this gym, or it was headphones in, not just headphones in and the bit of an atmosphere. I'm talking headphones in. I know in America, they have the thing called that Planet Fitness, which is okay to be in the building, all that shit. So if you walked in a gym and there was just no one really pushing themselves, if everyone's just ticking that box, headphones in, not speaking to each other, not looking up, just, just kind of sort of dawdling around, what would you take from that? What could you possibly take from that? How long would you stick that out? You wouldn't. On the other hand, if you went to a gym where people are... Sort of, I know it sounds cheesy, but high fiving each other, hyping each other up, getting sort of PBs, and not that that's the be on end all, but in general, coming in to bet themselves every single time they're walking in, engage with each other, having fun, just having an absolute blast. Who's going to stick it out more? The person with the headphones in at this low energy gym, or the person who's interacting with others, fucking hyping each other up and having fun? I know I'd rather be with, it's definitely person B. And that's why I'm at these events. And that's why I interact with these people. But that's my sort of long intro. I know that's probably, hopefully, going to be the meat of the podcast. The, the ultimate story is I go to these events to better myself. I was in Leeds in January. I was in Glasgow in Feb. I was in Spain in March. I was in uh, Glasgow in May. April, sorry. I'm in Leeds in May. I'm shitting myself for June because I ain't got an event in June, but July I'm back in uh, Glasgow as well. So I'm doing these events. It just happens to be at the moment every month. It's not going to be like that forever. And what it's doing is if I'm sort of going off a cliff about the 12-week mark, getting complacent, 
I'm doing these events. I'm getting inspired by others. So if I'm just steadying along, steadying along, steadying along, doing these events, and then boom, I'm smashing it again, just like that. So it's stopping me getting complacent. And again, that can be used in a fitness sense. If you're just going to a gym because you just feel like you need to do it, just take that box, take that box, take that box. You haven't got that thing in 12 weeks to look forward to. I do. So what's going to happen there? You're ultimately going to quit. You're going to quit. And that's why I do these sort of events. On the face of it, kind of get patient in the cities. Is it my way of experiencing the UK or traveling without actually doing it on holiday because I'm a sad bastard? Yes, it is. Is it filling a void because I'm a bit lonely in my private life because I focus so much on work? Probably, but that's a podcast for another day. Um, but I'm going to think, of, I'm going to give you all three main points of my biggest takeaways from being essentially a small fish in a big pond. So point number one is the obvious one, and that is inspiration. So there seems to be a thing, and this is coming from a group pairs training coach as well, and I suit my clients all the time as well. I do try and nip it in the bud where I can, but it's going to happen, and it's not a bad thing. It's perfectly normal. Like comparison's supposed to be this big evil fucking thing nowadays. Like, oh, don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself. I get comparing yourself to yourself is the most effective thing, but someone telling you to not compare yourself, you're going to do it. No matter what personal trainer, mental health practitioner, or anything else says to you, you're immediately going to start doing it again. Can you reduce who you actually compare yourself to? Yes, and I'll come on to that in a second. But ultimately, if I'm not comparing myself to a, a Christian or a Stephen or a Sylvester or a Lewis, I'd be comparing myself to, and I'm going to try and be careful here, the the, statistic, the statistical past trainers. So one in 10 people that get their level three past qualification is out of the industry in a year. So one is still in the industry. So nine out of 10 coaches do not make it out of their first year. There's a reason why that stat exists because they sit in the staff room, fuck about with each other, and it's just low energy. So if I surrounded myself with those people, I would have been part of that statistic. I'd have been part of that nine and not that one. So self-comparison is the first reason I go. If I'm able to compare myself to an ex-REF um I, don't know, I didn't want to get the job roll wrong, but he was in the RF. He was now running a successful online coaching business who coaches a lot of coaches, by the way, as well. If I can compare myself to him compared to Jimmy, the local PT and all, I've got so much more sort of chances of being successful. If I'm able to go for drinks with Lewis after the event the other day, who a lot of people in Scotland inspire sort of to be, I see the way people are looking at him at events. He's a fucking great speaker as well. He can talk the talk and he walks the walk. If I'm able to, to, to have access to Lewis at uh, midnight in, in in Glasgow, pick his brain. Not like in a boring sense of the way, but just seeing how he is as a person. Like, how is Lewis the PT compared to Lewis the person? Like, how is he able to be that? If I'm able to do that compared to James, the other local PT, the other part of that 9 out of 10 that failed, I'm increasing my chances. I need to feel shit around Lewis. I need to feel shit around Stephen because I want to get to their fucking level. Them two, well, Stephen's a gym owner. Lewis is an online coach. I know I'm just saying names, but you get the idea. Why not? Why can't my gym be better than Stephen's? I know it's in Edinburgh, but why not? What's stopping me? 
is me. It's me surrounding myself around dickheads who tell me that I should be happy with where I am. Oh, you got a gym at 26, you should be happy. Nah. And when I'm saying success in this gym, I want success in the gym. I'm not talking about money. I want people to come here and go, do you know that fine fitness place? Yeah, I get fucking great results. That's success to me. And anyone part of us knows that. Otherwise, they'd do the two to three sessions, they'd fuck off out the door and I wouldn't speak to them until the next time in. So when I'm talking about success, I'm not talking about my bank account. I'm talking about the success of my clients as well. So if I compare my client results to Stevens or Lewis's, could that be for the wrong reasons? Maybe. Hey, but a client got the result. They're happy to be here and they fucking enjoy coaching. They enjoy being around me. They enjoy being around Shannon. What is it to lose out on that? It's a win-win scenario. I'm fulfilled in my job. They're fulfilled on themselves. They're now happy around the partners. They now can pick up the kids out back pain. We all win. So yeah, self-comparison is the first one. The second one is guidance as well. So rubbing my shoulders next to highly successful people who know what they're doing as well. So guidance. Um, so I was next to a girl called Rachel who um, I've known Rachel for years at this point. So she went from one mentorship to the other one. I've done the exactly same. So I've known her essentially, even though she lives somewhere down south. Um, I've known Rachel for next to three years at this point now. And she's one of the people that where if you fucking sit, if you tell me you're going to do something and you do it, that's just how she is as a person. So just being around someone like her and going, like, how the fuck will you just turn that part of your brain on? The answer would probably just be, just do it, because I didn't ask her that question. But it's guidance being around these types of people. And I should have probably used an example last time, the self-comparison sense, but I already have. So point one, the self-comparison would have been comparing yourself to someone who's a similar scenario to you, who's going to the same gym as you, and they're half-assing it on a treadmill compared to if you went to a gym where trying to motivate each other inspire each other. That would be the self-comparison element. So compare yourselves to not your, your pals, almost like your gym pals, if that makes any sense. Guidance is an obvious one for, for the normal human, the normal person in a gym. So having guidance is going to make you go so much quicker. It's going to make you succeed so much quicker. The statistic about nine out of 10 people fail in regards to personal training after a year, I would love to know what the statistic is in regards to sticking out a gym membership three months. I reckon it's less than one. I reckon it's about 0.3%. Genuinely that. And that's because they don't have guidance. Or if they have guidance, they'll have a gym induction at a gym. They'll get given a shitty little PDF with probably four times 12s of every exercise. And it'll be the bare basic exercises, usually machine-based, so the, the instructors have to speak to them. And now they're expected to, to be inspired and motivated by that not enough and it isn't enough because this person will give that induction slip out for many people and yet they're still giving them out and the person who had that paper slip they're buzzing for like eight weeks nine weeks and they don't really quit I've seen it I used to do that shit I sent the four times twelves out I did it it didn't inspire me either wasn't fulfilling to give them out I've done it myself so not having not just guidance but having proper guidance I'm getting proper guidance at these events you could get proper guidance with regards to your fitness industry, like your fitness sort of within the fitness industry as a whole. I say fitness industry as a whole because a lot of people are scared to go in gyms. A lot of people are still sort of working from home and doing exercise at home or they've got kids or hotels. Or The world's a weird thing at the moment. Not everyone's in a gym. Not everyone has the time to go into gyms either. That's why I said that. 
And the last point I'm going to make of why I'm rubbing my shoulders, or the biggest takeaway of, of rubbing my shoulders sort of next to these really sort of successful people, trying to think of the right way for that. The positives of rubbing my shoulders with people that are better than me is job fulfillment as well. So for me, the fact that I am having the opportunity to, to be around these people, am I paying for the opportunity? Absolutely. Of course I am. But having the opportunity to be deemed in this group of of good coaches, that's that that is fulfillment for me. That is that is rewarding to me. Being around these coaches that are fucking killing it, like that fulfills me. And obviously for me in particular, um, being able to to be asked to talk in front of eighty coaches about this fucking building, I wasn't saying anything in particularly special. I know I wasn't. I was talking about fine fucking fitness and how we operate and people were fucking listening. That was fulfilling. It was overwhelming, but it was fulfilling as well. And um, so how coaches asked me questions afterwards, I had, I had a coach, a very successful online coach, got 100K followers. At the end of my talk, I'm sat on his table. Um, he goes, oh, you just made me want to get me, because he was on gym. You just made me want to get me on gym again. That was fucking like, oh, I was like, oh, thank you. So Bob Kurtz, who's in theory made it, looks the fucking dog's bollocks, probably earned a load of money and all that shit and got like hundreds of clients and purchases and staff and everything else like that and getting all these client results and everyone loves him. For him to say that to, to little old Brendan from Hull about his, his sort of 3,000 foot square gym where he's trained less than 100 people, that was like, oh, wow. Because when I'm in this building, you kind of I kind of forget the world exists. It's just a long fucking corridor with kitten. And I'm in here a lot. So I almost forget there is a world out there. And to, to be seen as someone who people can take from, is that is fulfilling. And how you could rub your shoulders with the people that are on your journey, i.e. sort of being around sort of highly enthusiastic sort of gym spaces. Um, and that would be... In a an example that I could use for ful fulfilment for you would in a gym setting that would be actually having clear goals that you can work towards and that's really basic but nine nine out of ten people don't they just go to a gym three to four times a week and that's fucking it they're happy with it but they're not happy with it they're not fulfilled they're doing it because they have to or they want to or they feel like it's the right thing like that is the only reason they go so in regards to the overall points the reason why i do all these events the way i do this is not to get pissed in glasgow not to get pissed in leeds not to get pissed in spain but it's to be around people that are fucking way better than me, doing better than I am, by about tenfold. But on top of that, it's to, let's go backwards, to be fulfilled in my career, because I'm around other people that actually listen to me a little bit as well. That's rewarding. To be inspired, sort of self-comparison in a positive manner. And last of all, to essentially learn as well. So, yeah, I'll try and keep this as brief as I can. And, yeah, I'll try and make this weekly. Probably fucking what, though.